So I, I gave up my car for a month. I basically decided that I wasn't going to use it unless I absolutely had to. We were then cycling back and forth um, to Wasps. Me and my partner lived together, so all of a sudden it wasn't just me that was basically taking on every single one of these challenges, it was actually both of us. There were a few days where I absolutely like chucked it down with rain, it was freezing cold, and I was just like, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry, but we're gonna have to cycle. I'm Claudia McDonald, and this is the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. We had a saying at club, I think, that was like 212 last year because at 212 degrees Fahrenheit, water becomes steam because it starts to boil. One degree in that case, that's what can make that huge influential difference. If you bring one additional percent in your performance, then collectively as a team, it makes a massive difference. And that's the same if you take it down to an individual as well. If you make a 1% improvement in your sleeping routine, in your nutrition routine, your training, your gym, then actually the, the person who walks onto the pitch is 100 times better than the individual who didn't make 1% differences in all those different places. I play rugby for England and Wasps. Uh, I play scrum half and I've been involved with the English setup now for, well, this will be my fourth season now. Claudia is like a little Jack Russell. She's so physical for someone that's so small, but she always puts 100% effort in. I'm Vicky Fleetwood and I play for Saracens and for England Red Roses. Over the last few years, she's just massively developed as a player. Her work rate is just phenomenal. She really just wants to learn and get better and she's not the nicest to play against. She's so strong for her size, so powerful. She's a great girl, so it's awesome to see her playing so well. When you're in a professional environment and there's so much more knowledge and understanding around everything, you're all on the same page, you've got the structures in place. At that point, it's all about like the really small, little minute details or, or like as we call them, like the marginal gains or the one percenters. So over the last sort of year, two years, I've become increasingly more passionate, I guess you could say, about my impact on the environment. I guess I just became slightly more conscious of everything that was happening around me. And it was an accumulation of watching different programs, seeing how the world was kind of operating in front of me, seeing the amount of rubbish we were sort of collecting and creating on a daily basis. You kind of recognize how the world's changed even in my lifetime. And then it kind of all coming to a head and being like, okay, well, I don't actually think I'm okay with all of this as a whole. And it's probably about time that I actually did something about it rather than waiting for somebody to do something. In September, I started my blog. It's called Let's Talk 1%. And it just tries to draw a tie between sport and sustainability. When you look at it as a whole, when you look at global warming, it can be quite overwhelming. And I, I think I describe it as going down the rabbit hole and finding yourself in Wonderland, being Alice, like, well, I have no idea what anything is here. Everything's topsy-turvy. Everything's done differently. It's all quite extreme. And you kind of are like, oh, actually, I want to just run straight back up the hole and, and kind of start living my life again, oblivious to what was going on in Wonderland. 
But actually, it doesn't have to be like that. My teammates have had to deal with me sort of nagging at them for a little bit. Um, probably more so at club than at England, just because we're, you know, we spend more time together at club. I got injured at Christmas time actually last season, and it was halfway through having made my blog. And a load of the girls at club got me presents basically to be like, cheer up, don't be miserable. And they were all geared around being more sustainable, which was amazing. Asadia got me a whole like bathroom pack of soap bars and like little scrubs and I got like vegan sweeties which for me I was like well that's brilliant because if I hadn't said anything they, they might have gone and bought something that's not as good for the environment. I'm still working on that with my grandma she likes to buy lots of tut but <laughs> uh, we'll get there someday she just likes buying things. <laughs> Claudia's friendly. She's very kind-hearted. You know, if you're sat with her over lunch, you can you just kind of have a conversation about anything. I'm Poppy Cleo. I play rugby for England Women's and Saracens. She's definitely very conscious and she shares her blog online about the impact she can have on the world and her actions and things. When I'm training with her, she does things that I haven't even thought about. You ever seen she did like the second ever 50-22 in the Prem from, from a box kick from her own half? Like She's got incredible speed, just raw talent. If you're trying to tackle her, you can't get hold of her. Yeah, and she just does these things that you don't really think about and you're not expecting, which on a rugby pitch can be very useful. I call it Let's Talk 1% because in sport, it's all about 1%. It's about like incremental changes that you can make over time so that on Saturday, you're the best player that you possibly can be to walk out on the pitch. And then the following Saturday, you're just a little bit better than the previous one. So that was kind of my idea in terms of the parallels between sport and sustainability in terms of what the individual can do. That's sort of something I'm, I'm really interested in on the, on the side of rugby. No, it's not sustainable in terms of the amount of fuel that we use to travel. But what we can do in the short term using international sport and using sport as a whole, I think, is communicating to individuals about solutions. I spoke to Corrine Grant about this, um, who's a writer. She plays rugby. I played rugby with her at university. Excellent player, but also really uh, interested in the sort of environmental side of things. And we spoke about this and we said, well, if you take someone like Messi and he wears a new boot, all of a sudden you go to any store and that boot is completely sold out everywhere because all the young kids that love football want to go wear the boot that Lionel Messi wears. If Messi always walked around, let's say, with his reusable coffee cup, then all of a sudden you might have a load of young kids that want to also do that. It's a huge challenge to think about the scale of climate change. I mean, we're talking about global, catastrophic, ecological breakdown. My name is Corinne Grant. I work for the British Antarctic Survey and also as a freelance environmental journalist. I first met Claudia at Durham University, where we were both studying when she first came along to a rugby session. 
it's difficult to comprehend some of those statistics and what they actually mean. Some of this information that you can read online can be really dense and actually for a lot of people that'll just make them switch off. I think that's where something like Claudia's blog really comes into its own. It breaks down what she's talking about in a really clear and informative way. Also a chatty way, it's very engaging, it's very personable. Um, So I think that's where Claudia's 1% blog really comes into its own. Sport can be a huge catalyst for change. If someone that is so busy and has so many priorities in their plate can demonstrate that they can make time for these things, then it shows other people that it doesn't have to be the be-all and end-all. You don't have to be a climate scientist to make a difference. I think sports people who are taking the time to make those differences and to talk about them is hugely inspirational. For me, it was also a bit of accountability. And so the blog was also that kind of okay, this is what you're going to commit to. This is how you're going to do it. And actually, you're going to tell people about it because one, it means that you have to do it because now people know you've put it out there. And two, you never know what might come off it. The conversations I've had as a result have been amazing. Like people are actually doing their bit in their corner as well. I got invited onto a couple of panel discussions and bits and pieces, um, which has been amazing. And I think that's actually been the highlight for me just the conversations that have been had. I would love to see more Claudias and I would love to see more people amplifying the type of things that Claudia is talking about. You know, we're getting much better at talking about climate and our impacts, um, but it's still, I think, a side note in a lot of what goes on. I would love to see some of the changes Claudia is talking about become less of a, an outlier and more socially acceptable. So I, I gave up my car for a month. When I say I gave it up, I didn't give it up entirely, and I'm quite honest about that on the blog. You know, I basically decided that I wasn't going to use it unless I absolutely had to. And we were then cycling back and forth um, to Wasps because that was club training. Me and my partner lived together, so we would have both jumped in the car together and gone to training. So all of a sudden, it wasn't just me that was basically taking on every single one of these challenges. It was actually both of us. There were a few days where I absolutely like chucked it down with rain. It was freezing cold. And I was just like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry, but we have to get on the bikes. And she was like, okay, I think I might drive. I was like, that completely negates any impact that I'm having here. Like, the car can't move. It's not moving. I'm sorry. If you're going to stay at the flat, (laughs) we're going to have to cycle. So I hope when I look ahead that I see more substantial changes that I'm making, slightly more short-term. I just hope that I've made changes, but also the people around me have as well, or that I've been able to influence a few people and potentially they've gone on to then influence a few more people. And actually, when we then look around, potentially you walk into a coffee shop and there isn't an option to have a takeaway cup because everybody always has their mug on them. That's just how it is, that that's just normal. 
I think I went up to Abby Dow. She she commented on my trainers I was wearing, and they were a pair of Allbirds, which are they're currently the, one of the most sustainable trainers you can buy um, in terms of their carbon footprint. And uh, she commented on them. She was like, oh, cool, those trainers. And I was like, they're really sustainable. <laughs> she instantly was like, oh, I forgot you were one of those. Like, I can't believe you. And I was like, oh, I actually hate myself a little bit. And I sort of had that moment of being like, oh, that's probably not the response I should have given. I don't want to nag anyone because I don't think that, I think that creates kind of quite a negativity around being sustainable, around being more eco-friendly. I want it to be more positive about like, look at the opportunities you could have. So yeah, that's kind of the the twist I try put on it and try just sort of create opportunities to have a conversation around it rather than being like, what are you doing? <laughs> because I'm probably looking at myself going, ah, oh, I've done that too. Like, I was sat with Stockers, who's our team manager at um, WASH. She's been involved with the club for years. And um, she was sat next to me and was like, oh, are they all birds? Are they like, are they really comfy? And I was like, yeah, they're amazing. Like, try mine on. And then literally five minutes later, she ordered herself a pair. And I was like, you know what? That is brilliant. That clearly works a lot better than my first response of they're really sustainable. They're really sustainable.